Hello everybody and thank you for joining me for this new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is Tuesday, September 14th and I hope you had a good Monday. So today you maybe took a little of my advice from yesterday, maybe you took a little break today, maybe you were able to do it yesterday, but you can listen to that episode still and give you a little more insight into what I mean by taking a break. So today is a new day uh today i'm gonna go through just one story for you on my uh, news and it's because i really want to get into a little more detail with it um a little more depth to what is really happening um it's here in the u.s but uh then i'm gonna get into positives of course because we always need the positives I might try to change this up and I might try to just do one story. Um, I'm a little undecided at the moment. If you want to give me some feedback, don't hesitate. You can email me at thedailyoptimist at yahoo.com. Let me know your thoughts. You can find me on uh, Instagram or Twitter at thedailyoptpod, at thedailyoptpod. You can let me know your thoughts. You know, whatever you like more, don't hesitate to let me know. and. I'll, I'll certainly take it into consideration, since, after all, I uh, want to do what the listeners are uh, interested in. So, anyway, today, it's a new day. We're going to talk about um, schools and communities. I'll get there in just a moment. Thank you for joining me. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning. And you are listening to The Daily Optimist. Alright, like I said, today I'm going to get into one big story, and it is about schools and communities and the U.S. in general. So there's a um, big article on NBCNews.com, um, and it is by Taylor King Cade and Nigel Chiawa, Chihuahua, uh, mispronouncing it. And um, it is about schools and the battle for critical race theory. So this one is called Schools Facing Critical Race Theory Battles Are Diversifying Rapidly, Analysis Finds. So what has happened over the past mm, several months really is that this idea of, um, all right, so let's backtrack even further. In 1994, this article says, students of color made up just 5% of the enrollment in a certain school district in uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, called the Dowington, uh, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. By 2020, that figure had grown to almost 24%, largely because of an increase in Asian and Latino residents. So again, that's from 1994 at 5% to 2020, uh, grown to almost 24%. In the U.S. itself, it was 18% in uh, 1994, and it is 29.3% now. All right. 
So again, that's enrollments of students of uh, color. So, from 94 to 2020. So why is this interesting? So in 2020, there was the largest movement uh, for, it was under the Black Lives Matter movement, but it is for equity and justice. And it was the largest one in uh, history because it reached the world and it was a movement beginning of uh, racial awakening uh, racial justice systemic racism and we had the 2020 census that came out here in the u.s as well and what did we learn from that this past august that the uh, white population has not been growing it actually fell back a little bit while there has been been an increase in diversity all of that has combined to have schools now look to do more DEI work DEI works is diversity equity and inclusion work now, what that means is simply recognizing that there is a growing number of students who are not just white, recognizing that there are more and more mixed students, recognizing that the teaching has been focused on through a white lens, and now it needs to be more equitable which means taught more fully. This is some work that I've been doing on my own as well. Taught more fully landscape of our growing diversity, but also reflective of our history here in the U.S. Reflective of the true history of the U.S., the non-sanitized, whitewashed version of it. There are still many schools that have a challenge with this. But as there is a continued increase of our diversity, school districts that are attempting to do this work have now been bombarded by those that call it all indoctrinization. They claim that their white students now are being taught to hate themselves and that they're trying to teach critical race theory in schools, which is not the case. Are there critical race theory tenets that trickle down through as you teach more DEI work? Absolutely. But is it critical race theory as it is uh, known to be? No, it is not. So, again, what's happening now is that schools and communities as they are seeing these changes, it's almost as if there's a backlash. So there's a thing called a white backlash that has happened numerous times whenever there has been an advancement by um, many minorities in the U.S. There were a giant backlash after the civil rights movement prior to, um, you know, Jim Crow era was at one giant backlash. 
So as folks see things changing and becoming more diverse, there's a certain set of people who try to hold on to the old way and who try to, um, I don't know, they'll, they'll put it as like maybe make America great again. That might be something they would say. And what that seems to reference is turning the clocks back to when there was more domination and more white supremacy. Now, there's a whole theory out there about unhooking from whiteness. I'm not going to get into that. It is very complex. At some point, maybe. But I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this article. And it talks about how the diversity is continuing to grow. And these board of educations are under attack by these uh, conservative think tanks and organizations that are attempting to squash any mm, DEI movement. So there's this whole thing about, you know, kids being colorblind in schools and not seeing um, children as different when we know that's not true. And we know that that is not a positive thing. We need to see differences. We need to have a focus on what makes us different. That doesn't mean we oust others for being different. It means we learn about those differences and we bridge gaps to find similarities and we find continuity and we don't have fear be what drives us. Instead, we allow learning to be what drives us. We become more curious. We become more open. There's an interview with a um, lady who uh, I believe she's from India and she moved to uh, this Dowington area in 2001. And she says, has stories about when her children, um, when her daughters were playing with other children, they would make her be a servant because of her brown skin. Um, some of the, some of the classmates thought that um, her daughters were Mexican and told them they had to leave the country. And that's not um, the only people, I'm sure, who have had things of that nature said to them. There's research paper after research paper uh, with this link, and I'm not going to get into the weeds on that. But I've been reading them little by little. But like I said to you, there are so many people who are conservative-driven, and one of them, his name is Rick Hess. He's a lead education scholar at the American Enterprise Institute, which is a conservative-leaning think tank. He said, it's the silliest thing in the world when it comes to suggesting that anxiety over changing demographics is driving the backlash to diversity programs in schools. So he references how there's been growth in interracial marriage, and uh, you know Barack Obama was elected twice. And again, I go back to the white backlash. 
yeah, there are some people who have, who have grown and, and learned and, and, um, changed their ways and their views. And now they're more interracial marriages. Absolutely. But there's also more people. So Barack Obama did win election twice, but what happened right after that? Who became president after Barack Obama? None other than somebody who wanted to turn back the clocks. That was the white backlash. It's been this whole anti-critical race theory has been now reflected in campaigns for school boards, for other councils, for um, mayoral candidates, for governor even, if you look at what's happening in California. So this is not an isolated incident. This is a continuous fight. And it's going to remain continuous until enough people are willing to work together to show that DEI work is where we need to be. There's a lot of money being thrown in the opposite way. I'm not saying you have to throw money at it, but find a way to connect with somebody who's like-minded and making sure this DEI works. Use your voice, use your connections, work together. This email, I mean this um, letter, no, this article, that's the word, is long. It's worth the read on NBCNews.com. Take a look. All right, I'll be back in just a moment. We'll switch to the positive news. It's time for the positives. So my first positive news story comes from Positive.News. And it is about uh, London. So it is called Greener, Healthier, Safer. One of London, London's busiest streets goes car free. So um, there have been no buses, no cabs, no other cars on uh, one particular road. Um, a section of Strand. The article says that was often choked with red buses, black cabs, and white vans is now home to a temporary skate park. It is uh, located outside Somerset House and King's College in London. And it's going to be through September, but the idea is that they're going to change it uh, in entirely. Um, they're going to turn the three-lane road into a place for relaxation and recreation. Um, the project, which has been called Strand Aldwych, uh, I didn't give uh, credit to the uh, article. Sorry, it's positive.news and it's by Gavin Haynes. And, um, you know, he goes on to say that um, the, the people of this project want to make it a, a car-free cultural space where art is made and displayed and uh, people can come and walk through and enjoy. Um, it is... Canon Ivers, he, he is the one who leads the project, said, I see a transform, transformed Strand Aldwych as a place where the creative process is made visible, where art is made, not just displayed, where performances are rehearsed, not just performed. He said, Reclaiming the Strand from traffic for people will create a greener, healthier, and safer piece of city, freeing up the wonderful St. Mary Le Strand Church and making the street visually rich and resilient. 
Uh, they plan to finish this project by 2022 uh, and make it a wonderful green oasis is what they are calling it. They're not the only city in the world to be doing this. In uh, Paris, they have announced plans to do this. Birmingham, Barcelona, and Oslo are some of the other cities where, again, they're looking to get rid of cars in certain urban areas. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that is some positive news on helping cities go green. My second positive news story comes from Tennessee. And it is uh, about a single mother. All right. So I'm getting this from sunnyskies.com. And I can't seem to find the author of the piece. So, but it is on sunnyskiesagain.com. Perhaps they are the organization as whole who has written the piece. So I will get to the point. A uh, former homeless woman named Brittany Starks has decided to help out her uh, community, even though she is a single mother working multiple jobs. She has been homeless. She suffered from severe depression. She had to care for a sick sick child and was almost killed in a car accident. So she says that taught her how to um, spread kindness in a different way and, well, and desire to spread kindness. So... She offered free hair braiding services to her community. She said, I thought I was only going to get five to seven kids, but I had 35. So 35 people quickly uh, responded to her post and um, were hoping that she could braid their children's hair for free. Again, she's not getting paid for this. She's doing this because she says, I want to do something for the parents like me whose money is going to feeding their children and making sure they have a roof over their head. I wasn't expecting a big reaction. I thought I'd maybe get five kids or so, but I didn't realize how huge the need was for this. So people kept uh, wanting her to do it, and she needed help, she basically said. So she got uh, people who were from out of state even willing to come and help. Uh, She even made a GoFundMe. She said, I didn't want to make a GoFundMe, but I had so many people asking me to make one so they, they can donate. The reason for the GoFundMe is because she was using her own money to pay for the uh, hairstyling supplies. So again, she is getting help now. There are other people who are uh, helping to, to braid hair as well. And she plans to keep up the effort once a month for children all over Nashville. She said, doing this makes me happy. The smile on the children's faces are priceless. It brings me so much joy to know I made a difference in their life. So great work to um, to Miss uh, Brittany Starks for her contribution to her community. All right, so it's time for your positive uh, thought and quote for the day. So I just want to talk to you about fear less. So... We sometimes just think of fearless as one word, but I want you to break it down and think of it as fear less, okay? Whether it is something that uh, is in your everyday life that you are afraid to do, whether it is being outspoken about a cause, whether it is just uh, learning something new, reading a new book, 
uh, going to a new place to eat, whatever that fear is, fear less, okay? Just let yourself do it and experience something new. It also goes for learning, all right? Learning is important so that we can fear other things that we don't understand less. That's very important as well, all right? So that goes back to my main article that I was telling you about today, fear less. And my quote today is going to come from Marie Curie, who was uh, a Polish and naturalized French physicist and chemist, all right? And her quote goes like this. Nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. One more time. Nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. I even think about it in terms of what's happening with COVID and the vaccine. Fear less of the vaccine because we're starting to understand more about it. And we understand more about how COVID has been killing people while the vaccine has been lessening that. Fear less. Understand more, as she says. You got this. I know you do. All right, thank you very much for joining me for this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you. As always, please rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that other people can find it. Subscribe you know, so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. I appreciate you all. Until next time, everybody, please be well. <laughs>